2: Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us on AM 1420. The answer, it is a Wednesday. It's the eighth morning of the twelfth month of the year of our Lord, 2024. And uh, we got an important show for you today because we have something to celebrate. We're winning. I'm not going Charlie Sheen on you here when I say winning. Do you remember that? God, that seems like a lifetime ago. That was like the biggest trending phrase ever as Charlie Charlie Sheen went on a weird stage tour to show everybody what what an actual nut he was, talking about how he was winning with lots and lots of cocaine and lots and lots of strippers, if memory serves. Winning. He was loving his life. Anyway, we're winning because Joe Biden is losing. Joe Brandon is losing. All of Joe Biden's civilian vaccine mandates have now come to a grinding halt. All of the mandates. This is extraordinary. It's something that we absolutely are going to have to talk about, and we're going to talk about where it goes from here. Now that they have uh, suspended the uh, mandate for federal contractors, virtually all civilians who were threatened with, you get the shot or you lose your job, are protected. They're okay. Now, I am not naive. I do not am not uh, unaware of the fact that a lot of people have already lost their jobs because other companies, fearing the Brandon mandate, went ahead and got a preemptive jump on the, the the firing of people and the institution of a deadline, and a lot of people are already out of their jobs. How that gets rectified, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. It's not, it's not easy. Um, class action lawsuits, wrongful termination suits, possibly... Those things cost money. I'm not uh, unaware of that either. Not a lot of people can afford to hire a lawyer to get their job back, particularly when they don't have a job, to earn money to pay the lawyer to get their job back. Talk about a vicious circle. There it is. But the fact remains that going forward, for now, a whole bunch of victories in court for, well, the Constitution. A whole bunch of victories in court for you and me And our families, our friends, and our neighbors, and your co-workers. A victory for all of us against this unconstitutional, massive, tyrannical power grab being put in place by President Brandon. So as those lawsuits uh, are continuing to be successful, that gives us a reason for hope and a reason for optimism. And after all, it's December. It's December 8th. We're getting closer to Christmas. What better time to have hope? This is what it's this is really kind of I think coming together in some sort of symbiotic way. There's a there's a there's a relationship here between the time of the year and the victories that we are gaining, the gifts perhaps that we are being given. And it's sad to view, view it that way if I'm being honest with you because we were given the gift of freedom by God a long time ago. We were given the gift of freedom in its codified form by way of the Declaration and the Constitution uh, almost 250 years ago. So we already had those gifts, but when somebody takes something away from you and then you gain it back, uh, then I guess I'm going to go ahead and call it a gift. Just for the sake of the comparison, coming up on the program today, we're going to talk about these mandates. And we're going to talk about the, uh, you know, what has really happened to this country from somebody who has been chronicling it and watching it very, very closely, and somebody who essentially was fired from his job for talking about it too much. And I am talking about a job with the New York Times, and I am talking about Alex Berenson, who has maybe been the most intrepid reporter if you will, on uh, COVID lockdowns, COVID policies, uh, and all of the other things that the radical left have done to us in the name of a virus with a 99% plus uh, recovery rate. Not just survival rate, but recovery rate. Uh, Alex Berenson will join me at 1035. So that's the good news for me. I get to talk to Alex Berenson, and moreover, I get to listen to Alex Alex Berenson, so do you. But the good news for you is that means the first 90 minutes of the broadcast until ten thirty are yours. So we have opportunities for you to dial 216 Either one of those numbers will get you into this program, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you've got questions about the issues we are discussing, if you've got comments that need to be made, by all means, you may hit me up this morning for the first 90 minutes of the broadcast. But before we begin... What I would like to do is do what we always do. Let's start our program with our Pledge of Allegiance. Why? Well, because it's a patriotic thing to do, and, well, number two, quite frankly, it triggers liberals. I I guarantee you, if they're listening to the show at all, they're turning it off every time I do this Pledge of Allegiance because it offends their delicate liberal ears. So, leftists, you don't have to uh, join us. Patriots, go ahead and stand, face a flag if you have one. Put your hand over your heart and join us for this pledge. Leftists, take your knee, turn it down, put your fingers in your ears, and scream the Communist Manifesto or something while the rest of us honor America. Allegiance to the flag. Ah, we missed the first word there. I want to get that right.
0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
2: So let's talk about what the courts are doing to ruin Brandon's Christmas. You know, it's kind of weird. I'm looking at a picture of Joe Biden right now. And if I squint really tightly and just kind of barely keep my eyes open a little bit, just, just like a just a sliver, and I stare at this picture of Joe Biden I have in front of me, I kind of can make out the Grinch. I can see a little bit of green, a little bit of, you know, that scowl and that forever furrowed brow. Uh, even the hair plugs can probably be popped up a little bit to kind of create that little tuft at the top of the Grinch's head, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but the Grinch has been planning to steal Christmas by forcing people to take experimental toxins into their body before Christmas because come January 4th, which is right after Christmas and right after the New Year holiday, they'll be fired if they don't. Uh, so his, his Grinchiness is, um, is really, really in a bad way this morning. A federal judge in Georgia has been the latest to block Biden vaccine mandates. This time it's for federal contractors. According to Bloomberg, the judge halted the mandate not just for Georgia, but nationwide. That's right, nationwide. Uh, This mandate was originally ordered by Biden in September. The decision follows a preliminary injunction issued by a federal judge in Kentucky presiding over the case involving Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. The mandate would have taken effect on January 4th, as noted, and would have affected about 25% of the U.S. workforce. This is the federal contractor mandate, including employees of companies like Lockheed Martin, Microsoft, Google, General Motors, Bloomberg. Anybody who does business with the United States government would have been covered by this. The mandate was opposed by a number of states almost immediately after it was signed, including Arizona, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, And it should not be lost on anybody that all of these states that we are talking about are generally regarded as red states, solid red states. Red equals liberty. We don't take these things lying down. We don't suffer fools graciously. Uh, We just don't. Foolish, unconstitutional things are met with harsh reaction. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And our reaction to losing our constitutional rights is to fight for them, to get them back. And right now we are, Q Charlie Sheen, winning, winning. The administration's mandate for private companies with more than 100 employees has also uh, been suspended. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled an injunction against that mandate. The Sixth Circuit is currently considering a lawsuit brought by the Daily Wire and numerous other companies challenging the mandate. So the bottom line here is companies are winning, states are winning, and judges are not equivocating about their rulings. They're saying that this is really, really pretty clear. These aren't tough calls to issue these stays and these injunctions. Even though the decisions are, uh, you know, temporary because it's pending further litigation and further arguments in court, for now, it is very clear that these things are are wholly unconstitutional. They're going to have to prove, somehow, some way, that the executive branch of government. It's funny. I was actually talking to my daughter over the last couple of days. She's taking her constitution course at Hillsdale right now in this uh, her uh, first semester of her junior year at Hillsdale. And um, the, the Constitution course is one of the best courses. Every student who graduates from Hillsdale, by the way, has to take a course on the U.S. Constitution. No one graduates without having an uh, incredible understanding of the Constitution. And I love that. She's a science major. She's a biology major, but she has to take the Constitution. Now, as it happens, it's actually a good thing because when she graduates, she's going to law school. So it's going to probably be a very... <laughs> A very positive thing for it. But anyway, she she and I were talking about uh, you know the the progressive movement of 1912 and the progressive movement in the 1960s and how that changed the scope and the actions of the federal government. And one of the things that it did, uh, it, it intended the progressive movement to expand presidential power to give it more authority over the judicial branch, which of course is exactly the opposite of the way the framers, the founders intended it. The founders did not intend for one branch to have power over the other. That's why they were called separate co-equal branches. There is nothing that the executive, in this case Joe Biden, can do or should do without the approval of the legislative. There is nothing that the legislators can do without getting the signature of the executive. And, of course, neither of them can do anything if it violates the Constitution as interpreted by the judiciary. So it's obvious, and my my daughter and I were just talking about this, she's getting ready for her final, and uh, so we just had a nice chat, and I kind of pointed out that some of the stuff she was talking about, 1912, 1960s, really kind of being re-imposed, if you will, by this, you know, would-be tyrant, this would-be dictator. And it's so ironic, too, I don't want to get too wholly uh, political on this and, and, and relitigate the 2020 election. But I mean, in all seriousness, that's one of the reasons that the people who did vote for Biden who were legitimate, not the fake votes, not the filled-in mail-in ballot votes without a signature and without a postmark, without any proof whatsoever that these are legitimate votes. But the ones who legitimately did vote for Biden, many of them said because Trump was such a dictator wannabe or a tyrant wannabe, and now we're going to have a man who's going to come back in and respect democracy and respect uh, the rule of law and, and the Constitution and the rights of others. And it's just so comical that it has been exactly the opposite. This progressive movement, which is on steroids, the one that we saw of progressivism in the uh, uh, mid-20th century, um, is is every bit the tyrant they thought Trump was going to be and was not. That's what all of these orders are. These are tyrannical. And the only thing you have to do as we say thank you to the judges in all of these districts, all of them that I just talked about, Every mandate aimed at civilians that Joe Biden has put in place or targeted has been stopped right now. It's over. Again, pending further and future litigation. For now, they are done because they are unconstitutional. Biden and his team are going to have to make a case that they know they really are constitutional, these orders. It's okay. That's what they're going to have to do. I don't think they're going to have much success at it at all, but this is the way that it's going to, ha- uh, going to have to be done for them. But uh, as we say thank you to those judges, never forget what would be, and it's not really a forget. Let me rephrase that. Do not cease to imagine what the left would be saying if President Donald Trump, in his second term now, came into this year and started throwing out mandates just by executive fiat. Without going through the Congress, which is what the Constitution requires, it's what U.S. law requires, what would the left be doing if Donald Trump came in and said, anybody who works for a contractor that does business with the government must take the jab? You lose your personal bodily autonomy. What would the left say? If he, if he came in and said, anybody who works for an employer that has a hundred or more employees, you've got to take this experimental toxin that is making millions of people sick, that is putting a lot of thousands and thousands of people in hospitals, according to the VARES reporting system, and killing an extraordinary amount of people who take these jabs within a week to two after their jabs. You must take them because we say so, because I. King Trump say so. Imagine that scenario in your mind's eye and what the left would do. They would still be arguing nobody should ever take the vaccine because Trump was the man who orchestrated Operation Warp Speed. The vaccines can't be trusted. That's what they said for the entirety of the the, the you know, the remainder of the Trump first term after the vaccines became available available in October, November of last year. They were pumping a million shots a day into the arms of Americans from November to December and into January 20th. And the left was still saying, don't take them. Don't take them. I'm not taking them. I don't trust it. They're Trump. Then Biden takes office and suddenly it's, hey, everybody better take this shot or else, you know, you're, you're going to lose your job. If Trump, and, and let me just say this going into the break. This is the difference between us and them, between we the people and they the tyrants or the tyrant supporters. This is the difference. If Joe Biden or Donald Trump, either one of them, were to issue mandates forcing us to surrender our bodily autonomy and our right to make our own medical choices, we the people would fight like hell to stop it. We would oppose it. If Trump did it, we would oppose it. If Biden is doing it, which he is, we oppose it. The other side, the tyrants, they're the ones who are playing pure politics with these profit shots. Because if Donald Trump would have issued these mandates, they would have fought them tooth and nail and called him a dictator. But when it's Biden issuing these mandates, it's nodding their heads and coming along and saying, yeah, this is reasonable. This is the right thing to do. This is the safe thing to do in the interest of the, of the public good, in the interest of societal good, in the interest of the state. We should all surrender our privacy, all surrender our medical autonomy, our bodily autonomy to the state. That's the difference between us and them. Right is right no matter who is doing it wrong is wrong as no matter who is doing it for us for them it's simply a matter of politics it's 924 this is the authority on AM1420 the answer right back Okay, it's 928, short segment here, but we'll take a quick phone call in from Paul, who's calling us from East Lake on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Paul, good morning. Go right ahead.
3: Yeah, Bob. Yes, sir. I'd like to point out to you a little correction, which you've been coming at. You mentioned a few times yesterday, I'd like to correct you on something you were saying about uh, the quote from Franklin Roosevelt Franklin Roosevelt, uh, about... When he, when he addressed Congress, when he opened up, he says, uh, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, not day. I think I heard you say a few times yesterday, date. like just about every, I've always heard this my whole life. So I thought I'd point that out to you.
2: Does, does that offend you, Paul?
3: No, not a bit. Not a bit. Okay. I know how you like to be correct. I yeah. just don't
2: know if you're aware of that. Okay, uh, yeah. If, if, if of course I'm aware of it, I played it. I played it live, and if I if I misstated it afterwards, it was just simply an oversight. Okay, I, I, I figured. Yeah. That. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear me open the show yesterday with the full speech from uh, Roosevelt? Yes, I did. Okay, good. Did you enjoy it as I did? Yeah. Oh, and when I say enjoy, yeah, I'm a, I should probably. I'm a patriot, yeah. Bob, I know you are. I'm, and I'm glad. I'm this, glad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and by okay. the way, I, and when I say enjoy, I probably should. That's probably the wrong word. I mean, did you appreciate yeah. it as as I well, did no, from the I historical context? I
3: understood it. Context, I did not celebrate yeah. it, but I, I understand
2: yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. And that was the reason I did. And thank you for the call, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks for the correction. No, it was it was a misspeak, not a lack of knowledge, as I as I said. I literally played the, uh, I played the uh, four minute and thirty five second clip from. Uh, uh, the president's speech to Congress declaring war on the empire of Japan. And yes, he does say, of course, a date which sh- or sh- uh, which shall. Right, now I've got to really question myself if I'm saying this right. A date uh, which will live in infamy or shall live in infamy. I have to go back and listen to it so I don't say the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I hope we all understood the the sentiment behind yesterday's commemoration of Pearl Harbor. Uh okay, it's nine thirty we get news. We'll come back. Again, I've got open phone line time for you. I've got a lot to talk about, including Pfizer's latest money grab. They've got new news for you, and yes, it involves them making billions of more dollars off of you. I'll explain that coming up and take your calls. Two one six-901-0945. Next.
0: Sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer.
2: You know, I love that uh, secular promo there. That that might be in in you know what has been just a, an entire first year of his term of gaffes. Um, and insanity coming from Madam Circleback, otherwise known as Peppermint Patty, um, that might be my favorite because it's the worst. There are literally a million and a half illegal aliens who have come across that border this calendar year alone. Hundreds of thousands of gotaways, hundreds of thousands of Welcomed and flown or driven or bussed to locations throughout the country without determining their asylum status, without determining their reason for being here, without vetting at all. It's It's an absolute invasion of our southern border, an invasion of our country, an attack on our sovereignty. The President of the United States, who has an oath the Vice President of the United States, who has an oath to protect the people of this country from invasion. It doesn't have to be a foreign army driving tanks and and jeeps and Humvees. An invasion is an invasion. They have a responsibility to protect the people. They're not protecting the people when they allow uncounted Hundreds of pounds, I don't know, tons of drugs, of cocaine, of fentanyl, of weed, of heroin just flowing across that border because the cartels own the border. Gang members who come to the United States to harm people. I mean, literally, they're completely and totally neglecting their oath of office at the southern border. And when Madam Circleback is asked why Joe Biden hasn't been to that border, she says, well, I'm pretty sure he drove through El Paso one time back in 2008 at, at, at a part of the city that was really close to where the border is, where it runs through El Paso. So, you know, well, you can't say he's never visited the border. Number one, as the secular promo points out, he drove through. He didn't go and get out of the car to inspect. That's number one. Number two, he wasn't president. And number three, it was 13 years ago. She said it was in 2008. Her argument as to why we can't say Joe Biden has never visited the border is not true. It's because 13 years ago, when the circumstances were wholly different, he once drove through El Paso. Maybe, maybe waved uh, out the, uh, you know, uh, gave a wave out the window. Maybe not. Probably not. Probably didn't know what state he was in. But that's their answer. That's a legit that's a real thing that that Madam Circleback said from the podium. I can't wrap my brain around it. The insanity of it all. I'm sorry to riff on a uh, and rant on a on a promo before we came in, but that one just has always cracked me up. It's kind of kind of simultaneously, you know, entertained me and infuriated me to be quite frank. It's 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 that bad. All right, this is also infuriating. I mentioned Pfizer. Pfizer <sighs> Pfizer is a drug cartel. Maybe not the same kind that we're talking about on the border, but only because they don't have to be, because they have the government on their side. Well, then again, so do the cartels on the border. Maybe, maybe this is a little more accurate and apropos than I thought it was. The drug cartels on the border operate without any resistance whatsoever from the federal government, which sees this as a humanitarian thing to allow as many drugs and people to come across the border, and human traffickers, as, as they want. So the drug cartels on the border operate with, uh, with the government cooperation, and so does the gr- drug cartel uh, in Big Pharma. So does Pfizer and Moderna to an extent, and maybe some of the others, but in particular Pfizer. Now, you remember what Pfizer said uh, two weeks ago, was it, when the Omicron variant was detected? The Omicron variant was detected in South Africa, and Joe Biden immediately said, let's ban travel from eight African countries, because we can't let those people who are carrying Omicron get into the United States. You know, the same exact thing that Donald Trump said about China and other African uh, China's an Asian country, of course, but then also, uh, also African countries, uh, where the uh, Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus, uh, was detected. And they said, you can't ban travel from those places. There are brown and black people there. You're trying to keep brown and black people from coming to the United States. No, he was trying to keep infected people from coming to the United States. They call him a racist for it. Joe Biden just did the same thing, and they call him a great protector. But nonetheless, what they said was, Pfizer and, uh, and, uh, the doctors who reported first on the Omicron variant was that the current vaccines are just not capable of stopping the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant is different than the Delta variant, which of course is what makes it a variant. And, and, and the, the current state of the vaccines is just not good enough. And Pfizer said, we're on it. We're on it. We'll, we'll come up with a new one within a hundred days trust us well 2 weeks later here we are and now they're saying we don't need to come up with a new one you just need to make sure that everybody gets their third shot two is not going to do it two was going to do it for the most part for the original china virus two was going to be okay but it's probably recommended that you get a third one for the delta variant but with omicron there's just no question about it you get two and it's all over you get three And you'll be happy.
4: Three doses are significantly better than two of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine when it comes to blocking the COVID-Omicron variant. This, according to early data from the vaccine makers, who found a third <laughs> dose increased antibodies 25-fold against the variant compared with the standard two doses, which they say may still give protection against severe disease. Separately, scientists in South Africa reported the vaccine generated one fortieth the infection-fighting antibodies against Omicron versus against the original version, version of the virus. Pfizer and BioNTech are working on an Omicron specific vaccine that they hope to have available by March. Lillian Wu.
2: So there it is. That's a Fox News report. So here's Pfizer already making what did, what was the number they reported? 15 billion dollars. That's a B and it's not a year. It's 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 a quarter. 15 billion dollars a quarter on selling the um uh the China virus "Quote unquote pseudo vaccine," the profit shots, literally profit shots. That's sixty billion in a year. If you want to do the math, fifteen times four quarters. So they're already making that. Then they said, "By the way, that's just on the two shots. Now we need to get everybody a booster because of Delta." And by the way, the booster didn't stop Delta any more than the regular uh, first profit shot stopped the original Wuhan flu. It didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't prevent infection which is why it cannot be called a vaccine. It doesn't inoculate you against the virus. So then they said you, you should do the third one, and now they're saying you absolutely must do the third one because of Omicron. And Omicron, boy, that'll knock you on your butt. You'll be fatigued. Yes, Omicron, it'll make you tired, and it may make your muscles sore too. So you've got to get that third one. Just for the next three months, though, because in three months, in March, we're going to have the brand new one ready for you. Remember the 100 days? In March, we'll have a whole new vaccine ready for you. So now Pfizer and their accountants, because that is clearly the most important part of their company. It's not the researchers. It's not the doctors. It's certainly not the patients who are willing to be part of the experimental trials The most important people working for Pfizer are their accountants who are looking at the financial projections of pushing two non-vaccine profit shots on everybody in America, if not around the world, pushing a third, and then saying those three are no longer valid come March, because here's the specific Omicron shot. Are you really playing this game with them? Are you really on board with this? Forget about the vaccine mandates that I talked about in the first half hour. I want to know from those who are choosing to take these needles every time they say jump, and you're, you're up off your feet and you're on your way to the pharmacy or to the doctor or to the clinic or to the wherever to get something jammed in your body because they told you you're going to die if you don't. Or if you don't die, you're going to make somebody around you dead if you don't. And because CNN is calling anti-vaxxers murderers, telling the non-vaccinated, you are the reason why this virus is still around. It's because of unvaccinated people. And you, of course, don't want to be one of the bad people. You don't want to be one of the great unwashed. You don't want to be one of the great unclean. You don't want to be one of the lepers, the modern-day 2021 leper colony. So you run to the to to the uh, to the uh, clinic to get your shots. Are you really going to play this game? Are you going to get a booster just because they said two is good, but three is better for the Omicron variant? For now, until March when we tell you that three isn't squat either, take the Omicron-specific variant profit jab. Are you really going to play along with that if you're not mandated? And if you are, tell me. It's okay. I'm not going to bite you. I just want to learn from you. I want to hear your, your, your thought processes here. I want to know what your reasoning is to continue to play along with these these uh these these drug cartels i'm I, bottom line is they're they're using and tell me if I'm overboard here they're using a bit of psychological warfare here warfare here to make you psychologically addicted. You know there isn't such a thing as psychological addiction to drugs as well as physical addiction to drugs. If you don't know that, you're not studying enough, I guess, or paying attention. There is such a thing as a psychological addiction where you just believe you cannot survive without something. The physical addiction happens, and when you see somebody go cold turkey off of a hard drug in particular, you see them with the shakes and the vomiting and the DTs and so forth. There is a psychological addiction, too, where people don't have that physical need, but they have a psychological need for something because, in their mind, they're going to die without it. Pfizer. Moderna, Johnson, AstraZeneca, federal governments are making people psychologically addicted to these non-vaccines. Making them believe that if they don't take them, their life is going to be shortened and or they are going to shorten the lives of the people around them. It's, 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 it's war. It's a psychological warfare. And I want to know if you are a part of that. If you have been affected by that, if you're taking these shots because you're just a little bit afraid that if you stop taking them now, that you're going to go right back to ground zero and be vulnerable to something that can kill you, even though there's a 99 plus percent chance that you will recover from it. I want to know. TJ is in Cleveland. TJ, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead, sir.
3: Yeah, Bob. I'm glad you brought up this southern border. You know, I'm listening last night, and this potato head is rattling the saber there with Putin, uh, basically threatening maybe send troops to protect the Ukrainian border. Now, they're going to put our military in harm's way while he allowed, like you said, 1.4 million people to cross our southern border. I mean, that's almost as insane as putting draconian lockdowns and mandates on the American people, but allowing 1.4 million diseased a lot of them diseased cross our border. That's right. This is nuts. And I'm going to tell you another thing, Bob. People better look at what's going on out there. You know, I went to the car dealer yesterday to have a battery put in my remote. So I just started to look around. Uh, you know, if you do order a car, they can't tell you for sure you're going to get it. And here's the thing. They're asking sometimes 2000 3000 over the sticker price if you do buy one. Now, I've been around a long time. I have never seen a car being sold over the sticker price this is joe biden's america but i will say one thing if he starts something with putin on this ukrainian border these french fries that voted for this potato head let them send their kids to go fight for this ukrainian uh, uh, border i mean i'm sick of this already uh and, it, and it's getting harder and harder to find people that said well i voted for joe biden
2: all right, TJ, thanks for the call, my friend. Uh, kind of a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff there between, uh, the border and, and, and the Russian and Ukrainian situation and the, uh, 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 you know, talking about the, what was the middle part of that? Now I kind of lost it. There were three things. You mentioned the border, uh, oh, going to, and, and sending your own, sending your own kids there. Listen, and who supports Biden? Listen, uh, just quickly, you know, with respect to the southern border and the 1.4 million people, that's just that they know they can count. They're still smuggling. Those are the people who are coming across with impunity. They're still smuggling people across in trucks. They're still smuggling thousands of people across in the more traditional ways of illegally entering this country. So, number one, let's take that $1.4 with a grain of salt and know that it's actually much bigger than that. As for uh, um, Biden and and Putin, uh, look, we have to be tough with Putin. Putin knows that when there is a Democrat in office, he can get away with murder, literal murder, literally killing people to advance Russia's agenda. They did it when they went into Crimea, despite Obama's warning, and they'll do whatever they want now, despite Biden's warning. I don't think you have anything to worry about about Biden doing anything militarily as a result. I got to stop it there because I got to catch up and come uh, right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, nine fifty six. Uh, let's go to Tanya calling us from Akron on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, hello, Tanya, you're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I think that um, I love the way you're fired up, but sometimes you have to put some humor in this. Is that does anybody think they're getting off this freaking planet alive? You know, my whole thing is that they're acting like we get this bone, this booster, or we get this back. We're gonna live forever. We're gonna freaking die. I'm not gonna keep putting artificial stuff in my in my body to try to live forever and this stuff is not doing anything. And I have too many friends that are scared and keep on saying, Well, I need to get this so I can so I can be around and I'm like, Really? You don't even know what they're putting in your
2: body. This is the psychological warfare I spoke of.
4: This is this is this is that Overton window, it keeps on freaking moving. It used to be we were the non-VACs. Now we're the non-boosted. I'm like, (laughs) give me a break. I'm like, stop being a freaking
2: afraid. Well, wait till March I'm and April kidding. comes around. Hold on. Wait till March and April come around, and guess what? They're going to say, well, hold on. You're boosted, but you don't have the Omicron specialty uh, shot, which is what they say they're, they're, they're working on right now. They'll be available in March, and if you don't have that, well, then you're just killing people. This is what I meant when I said psychological warfare. They are literally getting inside people's heads and telling them they are causing the deaths of other people, not to mention hastening their own if they don't do exactly what the government tells them to do.
4: It reminds me of whack because we have actually started working on boosted and non back, forgetting that sleight of hand, they're raising their taxes, they're building an IRS army, they're building a green army to come after us, and we're doing absolute nothing but sitting in our corner, sucking our freaking thumb. Wake up, America, fight this. We're supposed to, you know, 80 years ago, our grandfathers and our great uncles went out and fought for freedom, and we're sitting here crying over how to take care of me. It is ridiculous. Well, and Tanya, you, you are not out of government.
2: You are not wrong, and I thank you for the phone call. You are not wrong, and uh, the real frustrating part is we are fighting for freedom. It's just in a different way right now. And as I said at the top of the show, I've got room for hope here because we're winning. We're winning in all of these court challenges so far. Every mandate that has been put forth by the Biden administration affecting civilians has been stayed. It has been enjoined or has been enjoined and is not going to take effect until much more uh, litigation uh, is is heard and and you know higher courts make these decisions. But so far, so so good. We are winning. So we're fighting a different kind of fight than they had to 80 years ago. Um, Kathy is in Westlake. Hi, Kathy. Go ahead. You're on the air.
4: Um, I just wanted to say that what is upsetting to me is that the students who have scholarships at some of the colleges right here, I'm not going to name it because my granddaughter goes to one of them for nursing, and they were forcing her to take the shot. Otherwise, you cannot come to class. You cannot even listen to it on uh, uh, on your iPhone or whatever. And then if you don't, if you don't take it, then you lose your scholarship. That's a lot of money to be losing.
2: Yeah, it really is, and that is another example of again how they are, you know, forcing us to become. And thank you for the phone call. Forcing us to become, you know, somewhat uh, psychologically addicted to these things. Look at what you're losing. You're going to lose your job, your student. You're going to lose your scholarship, uh, or you're even your place on campus. Remember, at the beginning of this school year. And I think it's still the, the case that there are college campuses all over this country that are not allowing unvaccinated students to be on. They have to do remote learning. They have to stay off campus in an apartment somewhere and not come on campus and infect the good, healthy, as they see it, um, vaccinated individuals with their poison. That's the that's the reality. So the, the psychological warfare continues. Thank you for the phone call. Good information. We'll take more of your calls right after the news on AM fourteen twenty the answer.